I need to turn that up a little bit. I always like that part of things. Happy Monday. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. You all. <laughs> I've been accused of being dark over the last few weeks, and I, I'm, be, I'm not being dark. I'm being very realistic. And I have been dark in the abstract. I'm going to give you some details today that you you may want to consider. Some of you are already doing it. You're probably in a better position in, in a lot of cases than I am. But, you know, we, we have entered a portion of time. We're given our technological advancements. We should be living the easy life. But now that's not the way it is. We, we, have, we have squandered a lot of things, a lot of positions, a lot of security. And you should be living your life today with an expectation that something bad is going to happen soon here. And this should not dominate your existence. And it should not keep you from going out and having fun and enjoying your life. But you should be mentally vigilant and physically prepared for when the disaster strikes. This is O'Biden America. And open borders, out of control, violent crime, economic fragility. And we have international fighters inside our, our, our borders now, inside the interior of the United States. So it's only a matter of time before conflicts abroad become conflicts at home. And if you want to see how bad it is, go look at what happened in France under the uh, Obama administration in 20, what was it, 2015? That was bad. Evil is always raring to go. And it always enjoys getting there when you least expect it. One second you got concert goers enjoying festival music. Next, they're struggling, you know, they're trying to stay out of line of fire. One moment, families were asleep in their beds, and the next moment, gunmen were breaking into their houses and shooting them in bed. The last thing you have in a life and death situation is time. So you have to be prepared for this. And if you have mentally prepared for the worst, you have now put yourself in the best position you can. And the big problem is that we have been deconditioned and instead we now depend entirely upon government institutions for protection. Now, if you're one of these people out there that they would call a domestic terrorist, which means you, you have, you know, you, you value your inner strength and your self-reliance. Uh, well, you'll be the one who is capable of defending yourselves if that becomes necessary. But we live in a culture that embraces victimhood and looks at masculinity as toxic and finds language triggering and only the government should be armed with weapons this is this is a this is a ripe soft target that could be defeated very quickly 
And too many of our policies are intentionally geared toward harming us. No sane nation interested in the safety of the citizens would open its borders to tens of millions of illegal aliens from everywhere and refuse to prosecute violent criminals or secretly resettle anti-American military-age refugees into unsuspecting American communities. No sane nation would do that. No sane nation wastes its, resor wastes its resources on uh, harassing patriotic citizens as domestic enemies while they turn a blind eye to Antifa and BLM and the very real threat from Islamic terrorism. When you've got FBI Director Christopher Check Out My Hair Ray admitting the other day that his agency's not tracking currently operating foreign terror cells in the United States and says out loud that the gaps in our intelligence are real and that's something we have concerns about, this is a sign, people. This is, this is a bad sign. Nobody denies that foreign terrorists are using America's illegal immigration crisis to slip into the country. During Biden's time in office, Border Patrol officers have encountered nearly 7 million immigrants. That's more than lives in all of South Carolina. While over 2 million known gotaways evaded initial detection. Tens of thousands of Middle Easterners have successfully entered the country illegally. In 2023 alone, nearly 1,000 people on the terrorist watch list have been apprehended, but nobody knows about the gotaways. Why would your government see Americans as expendable? The most straightforward answer to this is that they do not regard you as anything of any value. They're only interested in expanding their own power. And what 9-11 confirmed for the intel community is that even its worst failures can be used to institute unconstitu unconstitutional law like the Patriot Act, which broadened the government authority. In the subsequent two decades since that began, the federal government has created a complex surveillance system that spies on everybody. And uh, freedom has been traded for the promise of security. And that's a promise that's actually a lie. Every attack on American citizens is a excuse to disarm them and monitor them and censor their speech. So here we have where we're at, which the situation now is stark. The U.S. government is not, you can't trust them to protect you. You, me, we're all on our own. And we should be accepting this and planning accordingly. Situational awareness is a big key. Get your head out of your phone. Be leery of large public gatherings, especially those in a gun-free zone. Approach every new setting with caution. When you get there, locate every available exit. And if you're not in possession of a weapon, look around you and figure out what you can fashion as a weapon. Anything heavy, made of glass, made of metal, whatever you can swing, you can use as a weapon. If you have a, if you have a belt on with a weighty buckle, that's, that's a good melee weapon. And it would be a good tourniquet. Think about your footwear. Maybe for now, until we know things are a little bit better, stop going out in Crocs and flip-flops. Those are okay around the house. But if you have to get out and move around, even when you're in your car, you might have to dismount and get out and run around. You need appropriate footwear, which is something that covers your foot, and you can move around in it. Get with your family and discuss the various scenarios. And you need to think about three different emergencies when you're going out. Although I've taken mine and just combined it all into one. <laughs> uh, but you can get out there and get a get home bag. 
which you would use if you were stranded, a go bag that would give you the tools and medicine and money to last about a day, and the bug out bag, which has some food, you know, food resources for water to survive at least three days, and have these ready to go at a moment's notice. But, see, for me, I'm not bugging out. I'm bugging in. Everything I have is designed to get back here. Even loss of electricity, no problem. Running water, no problem. Uh, I've got food and, and medicine and uh, I can get water. And I know how I'm going to get water. And I know how I'm going to stay warm. And I know how I'm going to defend myself. If there is danger in front of you, do not run to it. Run from it. Barricade behind closed doors if you have to hide. If you have no other choice, then you got to fight for your life. If you have a weapon, that does not mean you run up there and say, ah, I've seen Doctor, I've seen Judge Dredd. No, you don't do that. You pull back and get in a defensive position and let them come to you and you ambush them. Don't get out there. There's no Marquis of Queensberry rules. If you're being attacked, make them pay. Work with others to overwhelm any threat. Be decisive and fight dirty. If they want to target you, make yourself a risky target. And don't expect government help. You have an obligation. God did not put you here to be killed by a terrorist or to die, you know, needlessly. He put you here for a reason, for your family. You're obligated to them. If you have to get in there and you have to fight, be prepared to fight and fight as hard as you can. But get your, I mean, get your heads out of your phones, get your heads right, because we are now in a position that is uh, borderline kinetic, and we're just waiting on it to happen. There's a, there's a reason most of the Muslim nations don't want the Palestinian refugees. Let's examine that, shall we? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. This is all precipitated by uh, Barack Obama, of course, but the GS plumbing talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page, if that is your cup of tea. Right now, the left is desperately downplaying as they demand that Israel allow Hamas and the supporters to go unpunished, which... Any sort of uh, ceasefire or truce just means they reconstitute and get ready to go again. And uh, ideally, cede to the Arabs the entire land of Israel. The, the, you know, Because one of the things they just can't wrap their heads around is that the surrounding Arab nations are refusing to take Gazans as refugees. And the reason is that nobody wants these, quote, Palestinian end quote, Arabs, who have proven to be as destructive to Arab nations as they have to Israel. Now, Barack Obama's policies triggered the disastrous Arab Spring, with a, which caused a massive upheaval in the land, Muslim lands of Africa and the Middle East, Middle East, excuse me, and Europe, because they were not one big welfare state, and they need, needed some payers to get in there because of all the takers they had, they decided to open their doors to refugees from these wars. And they knew, Europe did, they, they knew that their cultural connection to these refugees was minimal, if 
anything. And it was the right thing to do, they felt, because they, you know, they're, they're always virtue signaling to themselves. Although it's turned out to be a remarkably stupid thing to do. Now, here in America, we're told that the border is meaningless because we have a moral obligation to welcome in refugees from around the world. Not even refugees from war. They just, you know, they can be a refugee from someplace they just don't like. We are required to accept their poverty and pathology and their sex trafficking and their gangs. They have no, no cultural connection to America, do not share the core values. All of that is irrelevant. We, we have to do this, we're told, because it's the right thing to do. And as it happened to Europe, we will soon learn it's a remarkable thing to do here. But that's also another story. I just talked about it. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. And despite my pleading, you know, that what I just did was plead with you. I'm pleading with you to pay attention. I'm pleading with you to watch out. I'm pleading with you to prepare. Are you doing it? Some of you are just going, oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Now, the the other Muslim countries, no one in those in that Muslim world seems to be burdened with the moral sense that the right thing for them to do is to take their co-religionists from Gaza. Hamas is telling the world that thousands of Gazans have already died and that tens of thousands more will die, and nobody wants them. And Hamas doesn't want them to leave, a policy it's enforcing with the ever-increasing murderous brutality. You know, there's pictures of them on the streets trying to get away. Blown away, too. Blown away. I understand why Hamas doesn't want them to leave, because that is one of the tools in the war in propaganda. And there is no propaganda more effective than dead bodies that they can now say were killed at the hands of the Israeli IDF. Now, despite all of this, why won't the surrounding Arab nations, which have a lot of empty land, take in these downtrodden, huddled masses yearning to breathe free. <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. It's because they're horrible. Think Rashida Tlaib times a million. Now, I'm using quotation marks around Palestinians for a reason. History shows that the name, which implies a tie to the land going back millennia, is a lie. These people have no historical ties to a place Rome conquered in 70 AD and then named in honor of the Jews' ancient and vanished enemy, the Philistines. The colonial name lingered for another 1,800 years plus, and almost all the current Arab residents have roots that go back at least a couple of hundred years. And They styled themselves as Palestinians only in the 1960s while working with the Soviets during the Cold War. So to the extent the implications of the name are dishonest, well, that's why they get quotation marks. And as they repeatedly show, words and names matter. So let's get the names right and understand what this means, because uh, Confucius would approve of this at the very least. The reason they don't want them is because they have had them before in various places, and the PLO has always operated as a, as a state within a state. When they were in, in Jordan, they were, doing all, they were in three or four different locations doing all kinds of things. And in the interim, Yasser Arafat was just getting out there, running money to his, his bank, just like in, you know, Scarface guys rolling in there with duffel bags full of money. He died worth $3 billion. What kind of a struggle is that? He probably didn't live in Jordan. He probably lived in gutter like the guy that runs it now. 
And they live in, rather, in a rather opulent style. They live where there's no issues. They, they live where there's political stability. <laughs> Which even, you know, that's, uh, that's one of those things that just makes me laugh. See, while we're doing it, they're not. And it makes me wonder, you know, we, we don't see this kind of thing happening in Japan too much. For, as an example of a of a nation that I would consider a Western nation, the, the the Western Asian nation, we don't see this happening too much in Japan. They don't let a lot of people come in there and immigrate into Japan, and uh, for that reason, we don't hear about these kinds of things happening in in Japan. Of course, they have crime and they have acts of terror, but we don't have foreign terror. Likewise, we don't hear about it in China. And even in China, where everybody says, oh, it's a humanitarian thing, they have rounded up all of the Muslims, the Uyghurs, and they've got them in one spot. And I have to wonder why. I have to wonder why. So, let's go to the text lines right quick. This one interests me. The day I hung up the Sam Brown rig and badge... Up after 35 years of duty, I threw the rule book in the trash I had to play for for all those years. I now am one dirty, underhanded SOB, if need be. Phil. He said, I guess at the least and last resort, you can make a mad dash to the garage and get some of the grandkids' super soaker water guns. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good, yeah. Yes, it is hard to walk to Japan. That's right. That's very hard to walk to Japan. Uh, Bill, thank you. You're stating the fact that the reason people want the Palestinian people is because they are horrible people. Well, listen. I understand the whole patriot freedom fighter thing. I get that. Except, uh, you know, these guys get hopped up on Captagon and they're, they're rolling across and they're going in and they're attacking complete unadulterated civilian targets there's no there's no ambiguity there they're, they're they're going after that and they admit to it they're doing it for a kill ratio they're trying to kill as many as they can as soon as they run into uh run into some guys that can fight back they go down like bowling pins but while they are un you know untouched un uncontested they are able to do what they want to do So, you know, why the rest of the, I mean, I, I think they're going to let some of them into Egypt, but I mean, Egypt has had a, they've had a peace with Israel for quite some time. And Israel has a, every time, every time somebody stops fighting Israel, there's peace. Israel does not press it. That is an undeniable fact. And while back here, of course, we're sitting here and we're looking at all this from afar saying, oh, that's horrible. That's just a shame and everything. It's coming here, folks. It's coming here. What, what, where, we, we're here where we have gone since January of 2020 is astonishing. It is astonishing how fast we not only dropped the ball, but we forgot everything. We forgot every single thing and went in the opposite direction. Well, there's been this 
revelation about the new Speaker of the House that I bet you didn't know. And if you did know it, well, I'm surprised you're not as shocked as I am at it, right? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Let's go to the phones. Tom in Highlands, North Carolina. Where is Where, where are you at, sir? Where are you getting to hear this from? How, where are you in the world? Up here in the very top of the, the beautiful mountains. We had a really lovely leaf season this year. It was really amazing. Outstanding. What can I do for you today? Well, along the lines of your... Um, topic of uh, talking about bug out bags and so forth i just heard on your uh radio report that they caught the fellow that attempted to breach the oconee power plant right um i think there's a possibility that that was actually a probe uh to test the defenses of that plant having three reactors that's one of the largest and most important nuclear facilities in the whole country and uh the fact that they didn't shoot him dead when he breached the gate <laughs> and it several days for him to catch him yeah to catch him shows that the defenses really aren't that great there and uh, uh I think well I, i'm waiting to see that after action review i want to know why he's still breathing i i do i do because you know a car is a deadly weapon when you start aiming it at somebody but i agree with you on that one well, that could have been a, a truck bomb. It could have been a rider truck full of uh, Hamas commandos. There's a lot of could have beens, and it just demonstrates that the defenses aren't adequate. When it also, I mean, what and, and to your part about it being a probe, that got observed by a lot of people. A lot of people read about that, seen it, heard it. So. Exactly, and for that reason, I, I think people that live within the 50 mile nuclear exclusion emergency zone of that plan it'd be a good idea to keep a a bug out bag prepared and uh, especially those people in the greenville area who are downwind from that facility that's yeah that's pretty silly business i was uh i was in uh, europe when chernobyl happened and we heard about it we heard something had happened but in, in the beginning back in the 80s uh the the soviet union had a really tight lid on what was getting out and it wasn't till NATO started detecting uh, radiation coming from there that we began to understand what had happened. But yeah, I got I got I got to inhale some of Chernobyl when I, while I was there. So uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Kind of speak to another point you made. Um, Islam, in particular, uh, is a cancer on the earth. Uh, everywhere that Islam is uh, active there's a certain percentage point where when you have a large Muslim population, there's always an insurrection. Fortunately, we're not that far along yet in the United States yet, but um, Europe is ridden. Oh, with yeah. Europe, Europe Europe, is sinking. They're sinking. They are. Indeed. And well, listen. When Nikki Haley announcing that we need to let a million uh, Palestinian refugees come into the United States out of yeah. compassion. That's just insane. I, I, I was I was trying to explain to somebody the other day how she doesn't become president. And I mean, uh, you know, they were like, "But she's so good." No, she isn't. Anyway, listen, Tom. Listen, I'm I'm happy to hear that you are listening. I appreciate you taking the time to call me this morning. 
Some of you are going to be shocked to know that they have found, they have found the Achilles heel of our new speaker, Mike Johnson. It's coming out in Rolling Stone magazine. He's not nearly worldly enough. You see, he doesn't watch pornography. We can call this the latest episode of uh, Let's Get Outraged Over Some Silly Nonsense. Uh, <laughs> uh, he and his son keep each other accountable for the material they view on the interwebs. And uh, there was a, you know, on the... Uh, on the app formerly known as Twitter, there's a video in which Johnson explains that he and his son use an app called Covenant Eyes to help the speaker and his son refrain from watching inappropriate material. So, uh, and, and we get this. Speaker of the House Mike Johnson admitted that he and his son monitored each other's porn intake in a resurfaced clip from 2022. During a conversation on the war on technology at Benton, Louisiana, Cypress Baptist Church, unearthed by ex-user Receipt Maven last week, the Louisiana representative talked about how he installed accountability software called Covenant Eyes on his devices in order to abstain from internet porn and other unsavory websites. Jensen said, it scans all the activity on your phone or your devices, your laptop, what have you, we all do it. it sends a report to your accountability partner. My accountability partner right now is my son, Jack. <laughs> he's 17 so he and i get a report about all things that are on our phones all of our devices once a week if anything objectionable comes up your accountability partner gets an immediate notice right now my son has got a clean slate so i I'm, I'm imagining that probably the speaker himself has a clean slate such hard-hitting journalism coming from rolling stone Sometimes, you know, I, I hate how we used to, you know, Rolling Stone used to be this uh, music-oriented publication. And they had the best articles about the best stuff. Because back then in the 80s and the 90s when we didn't have the YouTubes, we had to read magazines to find things out about our favorite rock stars. Like, I wanted them to write an article about why on earth the Doobie Brothers hired Michael McDonald. Anybody listen to the Doobie Brothers understands why I am not happy that they hired Michael McDonald. They were going in one direction and then he brought them back into another. Another thing about Rolling Stone, which I find really interesting about this particular thing, um, they're getting out there and Johnson and his whole family have made this choice and they made it of their own free will. This is a publication that has always been quite, in, the, in the, every sense of the word, liberal as far as rights and freedoms and individual choices and here they are taking a shot at somebody for not watching Mia Khalifa you know they, they used to go after Mike Pence and his rules to preserve his marriage he will not dine alone with a woman who is not his wife and other little idiosyncrasies this keeps him honest so when they start going after people like that for being good uh you know, I, I know that people that take a lot of headshots develop CTE. What about people who are just so mentally ill they cannot, in their mind's eye, figure out how to look at somebody that just leads a normal life? It's got me shaking my head. I'm sorry. It's got me shaking my head. Now, <laughs> another magazine 
which I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being whimsical today. I used to have just piles of magazines everywhere. I read everything I could get my hands on. One of them that I didn't read was Glamour because I was a guy and Glamour was for women. But Glamour, which is for women, which is about, you know, glamour and fashion and makeup and clothing and the latest trends and all this other stuff they have now. Got another list for women of the year. And once again, a one of the women is a guy. Which that's just all kinds of wrong. That's just all kinds of wrong. We'll get into that in just a second. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Joining us now is Yvonne Julian, who I did not know was going to be calling in. How are you doing, young lady? Good morning, Bill, and thank you so much for emceeing our event that helped me get elected as chairman. So appreciate <laughs> your, uh, appreciate well, your taking my call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Yvonne is the chairman of the South of, of the Greenville County GOP committee, and I, I know you got a message you want to throw out there, so sling that thing. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. I, first of all, I want to thank everybody in the party for working so hard. We have a critical election tomorrow. Um, it, I hope people know that we have our mayor, Knox White, and also Randall Fowler, who, who is up, who, up for city council at large. And I think this will be a historic election, hopefully, for us, because we actually had six black pastors actually endorse Randall Fowler, which I think is a first so you know, for them to abort a Republican candidate is a big deal. So I'm very proud of the work that, you know, our GOP team has done, proud of our candidates. And now, please, everyone, do your part and get out and vote tomorrow. Anything else you want to add to that? You want to do that one uh, more time? Know. You need to say it again. Radio is all about repetition, Yvonne. Repetition. So please, everyone, get out and vote tomorrow for Knox White and Randall Fowler. Thank you to the GCRP Greenville County Republican Party team for working so hard. And thank you again for the six black pastors that endorsed our candidate. And I won't say their names because that would take too much time, but we'll be <laughs> getting in touch with them. We really appreciate their support. And thank you for letting me on at the last minute, Bill. Well, I, when I when I saw you guys earlier this year, I said, "Well, anytime you want to do it, this is how you do it." And uh, okay. hey, you just Great. took me up on it, right? Right, that's exactly right. And hopefully, yeah. we'll be taking you up. Uh, you know, fingers crossed, everything goes well tomorrow. We'll be getting back in touch with some good news because I said we've got some very hardworking grassroots folks, and we need the help of people like you to get our message out. To your point about this glamour problem, you know, the glamour magazine, we've yeah. all figured out that a lot of that stuff starts at home. Yeah. You know, we've got to fix these local issues, and it would not make sense for a state with South Carolina to have its largest county, have a Democrat mayor, a Democrat city council, and uh, because that does not represent the values or the concerns of the uh, constituency. So that's why we've, again, got to get out tomorrow and do our part. My my regards well, to you. to the rest of the committee, and thanks for t give, taking the time to give me a call. Okay, thank you so much, Bill. You guys have a good one. Take care thank now. Thank you. Thank you. She gives me way too much credit. All I did was get up, there, get, get up on a dais and start talking. That's all I did. Hadn't done nothing. Grammar Magazine is at it again. 
Uh, one of the uh, women of the year is going to be a is going by the name of Gina Ricaro. He is proclaiming to be a woman or came out as a woman in, in 2014 during a TED talk. And uh, there's an article in the magazine called Gina Ricaro is writing her truth about his new memoir called Horse Barbie. So what if a man wants to be a woman? Who cares? Who cares that Glamour has to say about it? It's just a stupid rag of gloss, right? Gina's not hurting, hurting anybody, right? Here's what I think is essential to pay attention to this type of propaganda by Glamour. They're trying to make this normal. They're trying to pave it to be a normal thing. So if they're including men in women's spaces, then it's okay for them to play sports against them and allow them in women's locker rooms too. Right? Here's some headlines. A male high school field hockey player severely injured a female athlete during a recent game in Massachusetts, prompting outcry from women's sports advocates. That's from Outkick.com. Former high school athlete injured, excuse me, injured during hostile volleyball game by transgender player Fox News. Wisconsin parents raise concerns about trans athlete allegedly deals girls welts bruises during practice. Fox News. They're getting into jujitsu competitions now, and the women have just stopped going. <laughs> like, all right, you guys want, you men want to compete in my category? Fine, you win. J.K. Rowling got on the app formerly known as Twitter, asking a woman to refer to her male rapist or violent assaulter as she in court is a form of state-sanctioned abuse. Female victims of male violence are further traumatized by being able, being forced to speak a lie. And she's return, uh, re referring to... Uh, South Australia, one of the uh, attorneys general there, he is he has started endorsing the use of preferred gender pronouns in the courtroom, saying it's a matter of respect to address parties by their chosen pronouns and integral to ensuring public confidence in the proper administration of justice. So here we are trying to make that normal that way, too, in the court system. It also gives organizations and businesses the belief they can be anti-women. One recent example is that when Eventbrite told Riley Gaines she violated their community standards, it was because she was born a woman. Now, when Bruce Jenner decided to become Caitlyn Jenner, I watched Bruce Jenner live win the decathlon. I couldn't believe this happened. And now they're trying to make it okay. Are you okay with it? I'm not. Diversity, this is something that's being stuffed down your throats right now, and it's going to lead to our demise. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.